Welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. And today we're talking about The Five Bloods, which is Spike Lee's latest 2020 film. Um, Released on Netflix. Uh, yes. Only, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> and this is one of those situations where I'm like, I can't tell if this was supposed to be released in theaters. And due to COVID, he was like, eh, no one's going to see anything and I want this movie out now. Yeah. Uh, and so just put it on Netflix or if it was always meant to be a Netflix movie. Good Who question. knows? There's probably a way to figure this out, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and this movie is quite it means quite long it it is two and a half hours long um which i did not realize until i started and then was like oh god yeah um so (laughs) it it worked for me but specifically because i was thinking of other movies that it was doing send-ups for Mm. which are also two and a half hours long, specifically Apocalypse <laughs> Now, which is straight up referenced like five times yeah. in the movie, which is also like three hours long, but I find boring as shit. I know it's one of the greatest movies ever. It has some beautiful set pieces. I just hate everybody in it. <laughs> I will say one thing about this movie is despite being two and a half hours long, it is not boring. There is no mm. like, part where you're like it's dragging like it is not it does not drag it, it just moves. escalates <laughs> it yeah like an hour in is when they get both the gold and the body and i was like there's yeah we're not even halfway through yet yeah it takes a what? very dark twist it's pretty much like we're on vacation and everything's fine except paul has some ptsd and also some like other issues and it's just like acting out all the time but otherwise it's like it seems like everything is fine and then the second half of the movie is like death 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 <laughs> so yeah so the tagline for this and what the basic premise is before things go to shit is you have four black uh vietnam veterans who return to vietnam in present day uh and they're looking for their their fifth like squad member who died in Vietnam, they're looking for his body, um, but also a huge chunk of gold that they randomly found, um, which I think they mentioned where, like, what it was for, whose it was. Yeah, but I think it, I blacked out during that section because they oh, were arguing about it later, and I was <laughs> like, oh, I, I wasn't focusing. I was just so, oh, shiny gold. So the money was for originally it was from the U.S. government for. Vietnamese people who were supporting them in the war, I think. Okay. Um, but then it didn't reach them, and our characters are like, well, fuck, fuck the government. Um, like, we'll just take this money and distribute it as we like, because it didn't reach yeah. people anyway. And, like, whatever. 
Um, I, I did. I, I was there for their argument, but I wasn't sure what the original <laughs> intention was. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because the, their whole thing is the government hasn't done shit for us anyway, so we should take it as like reparations. And later, the uh, Vietnamese people who would like that gold uh, make the exact same argument where they're like, the U.S. government has done fucking awful things to us, and we also would like the gold. Thank you. Yeah, uh, um, I think one thing that I thought he did really well in this film was just like keeping the war very like neutral and mm. like about the individuals participating and like how they're all just like pawns for like these greater political figures and goals and stuff yeah. like that. So I thought that it, was good. I it, thought he it, handled it, the war stuff great. Yeah, I was like, ooh, this is because uh, Spike Lee um, has historically done a lot of movies about like black people's experiences. Um, and I get kind of nervous when he steps out of that because he seems to not necessarily have the greatest handle on anything other than his own experience. So when he's like, and now we're going to talk about what Vietnam is like, I was like, oh, God, please, please, Spike, I hope you had a buddy to be like, you should not do this. Um, but I yeah. think I think it was handled pretty well pretty well there's like some iffy stuff but i think a lot of it is it is done like he seems to have gotten vietnamese actors which helps mm. um and when when things are said it's like clearly like the racist stuff is almost always paul who says it paul yeah. who gets the maga our hat maga, out yeah, our super boy. early <laughs> uh and so everyone's like Yes, but that is that is Paul. Paul is kind of a racist. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And Paul's um, son shows up too because he's like worried about him. Yeah, yeah. Paul's uh, not doing great. Um, yeah. Which super early on, Paul is like, I would like the gun that we have uh, for unrelated re reasons. Otis, that was the part I was like, I thought was handled the weirdest. Otis um, has a connection in Vietnam with this lady he used to have a relationship with, mm -hmm. who it turns out had, uh, they had a daughter together, which mm -hmm. he did not know about. That, that part was handled kind of weird because the daughter's just like, I love him. He's my dad now. She is just it's... like a symbolic figure for him. Yeah, but it's, like um Chen his, the uh woman he, who he had this child with is has this speech about you like oh you know what happened to me after the war was over and i had a child <laughs> with a black us soldier it wasn't good and, and then it just cuts to the end nothing. of that conversation I and know. i was like what <laughs> i thought yeah, she was so going to be like but then i did this and it was so just like <laughs> it was like shit i couldn't even clean toilets Hard cut. Thanks yeah. for coming to dinner. Yeah, literally, like, they didn't have him say anything about that. I, I thought, like, so one thing about this movie that I had issues with is, like, I thought he handled, um, like, all of the war stuff really well. Like, them discovering that Martin Luther King was killed and, like, the Vietnamese, like, radio station telling them to, like, turn against the U.S. Like, I thought all of that was awesome. Yeah. It was just, like... The random, there were just like times when it was like little things would be randomly inserted 
that kind of were like a time capsule of right now um, mm. and like, you know, like opioid crisis and like Oxycontin and stuff like that. But it also was kind of not relevant to the story. It was just kind of like, by the way, here are these other current issues. And I was kind of like, why we don't have to hit every single current issue. We can just, you know, they... focus on the goal. <laughs> But it's like you find out really early on that Paul is a Trump supporter. And yeah. They it bring it the up all show very quickly. <laughs> so many times. Yeah, but they also like they have archival footage of him at a Trump rally. They have like the the hat keeps changing hands at the end which like there's a metaphor in this, but I know yeah. not what it is. Just assholes are assholes. I don't know. Is like people just keep killing each other and taking the hat. Yeah. Uh, like, hmm. Symbolism of a sort. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, I thought it was interesting. I took a screenshot of this when I clicked on like the more like this section on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Everything is like a shooty movie or like a yeah. sci fi superhero movie. Weird. I, I do have to say that the action scenes, the shooting scenes, were really exciting. And, like, he did a good job with those. Except for, those like, people well never running out of ammo. That was, like, oh. that's always a problem. The part <laughs> where I think it's Eddie blows up, I was like, that. I guess that's what that looks like. Ah. Yeah. So, Jesus. Yeah, I think, like... The movie does a good job at preparing us for, like, the future, like, the second half where there's all this violence because we do see, like, some, like, we see some violence in, like, ar like archival footage and, like, the snake being killed. There's sort of, like, some setup to, like, yeah murders happening. Like, there's a lot of snakes here. Yeah. There's a lot of shooting here. Also... Did I mention there are bombs? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there's a whole squad here trying to get rid of these mines. Like this has got to be a thing. Um, but uh, one thing I did want to talk about sort of tangentially is like the use of archival footage and historical footage yeah. I thought was a cool idea. Um, I didn't like the font they used. It just looked <laughs> horrible. But I thought it was a cool idea to sort of like cut in slideshow style and like show things like that but yeah. I thought that he like totally ruined it for himself because he would also show fictional people in the mm. archival stuff like they would show photos of like Chadwick Boseman as if he was actually in the Vietnam War yeah it's kind of like I don't like this blending of like I mean I guess it might be on purpose to you know like the blending of like fact and fiction um since that is sort of like fake news ah um but I kind of thought would have been better if it had just like all the archival stuff had just been factual. And so then it's yeah. sort of like it's cause I felt like it was sort of doubling as a documentary at parts. Um, but then when it would dive into the fiction again, I felt like it would lose, like I would start wondering like, okay, well is some of that archival footage that they showed earlier? Like how do I know which ones are yeah. real clips or fake clips? And I like didn't want to have to ask that question. <laughs> So That's I like the I feel conflicted of, about that. Yeah. It's it's definitely a Spike Lee thing 
Like, he does that mm. in Black Klansman, uh, specifically in the last, like, ten minutes, to really good effect, um, or to very uh, manipulative effect. It depends on your point of view. It works for me. Um, mm. But, like, you have... The whole thing is set in the 70s, and then it hard cuts to 2016, and the, like, death of Heather Heyer, and that mm. stuff. And it's, like, after the movie you just watch, it's, like, just punching you in the face, and it's like, I get it, I get it, but it works. Uh, mm. I don't think I've watched that movie and, like, not cried at that section, so it's very <laughs> effective, clearly. But this one, he, like, front and back ends with real footage, and then in the middle kind of puts fake fictional stuff and there's stuff like the um Hanoi Hannah radio program where he's right making like he's filming someone doing a thing that really happened but yeah. fictionalizing it by giving us a face which by the way I did not know about her I'm like oh, would like more information yeah, about this lady cool. that was very Thank cool you. um have not yeah uh but it's it is weird because they have information about like the first person to get a commendation in Vietnam was a 18 year old black teenager who died jumping on a grenade, which also foreshadowing. Yeah, um, oh, that was sad. That was like the one character who didn't cause shit. Yeah, he, I know. He, he was, was like, like he minded his own. He was business a chill, good dude. Time. I loved him and respected him, and then he had to go out in the most martyr like way, and I was like, God yeah. damn it! He was the only one who was like. <laughs> Who well, I was like, you're legit. <laughs> he was uh, he, at the beginning. He was like, I'm not digging. <laughs> like, no, I I have the the metal detector. Yeah, and I that love is that my guy. Part of this bargain. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He was just like a normal dude, you know, on this trip. Because I feel like Paul had severe severe issues. Yeah. Um, the other guy is revealed to be super broke, and I guess that sort of goes into. Like, his sort of recklessness with spending and his recklessness with his life walking around in the woods. I don't know. But <laughs> his it was recklessness like, by walking backwards into Yeah, like, areas. I don't know. <laughs> I do think, like, um, once the movie started getting pretty violent, um, I felt like that was the right move and it, like, worked well. Mm. But I was also like, damn, I like this guy. <laughs> it's, yeah, damn. it's definitely... <laughs> interesting because it ostensibly is like for the first hour a heist movie where they're like we have our goal we're gonna yeah. go get the gold and like get our buddy and leave and then it, it becomes and then it goes breakdown shit. <laughs> and it's basically it's apocalypse now but it's also heart of darkness which apocalypse now is based on but has takes great departures mm. um, from, which I also liked that the first time it's name-checked, um, it's at the the club. Like, oh, yeah. there's just Apocalypse Now, the logo on the, the back screen, but, like, every time they introduce, I think the first two times, the archival footage, I'm using air quotes, mm -hmm. um they do it with like shots that are straight references to Apocalypse Now of the helicopters at sunset or sunrise, mm. which is also such a Michael Bay trope at this point that <laughs> my brain was just like, oh God, he's here. It's starting. Um, <laughs> Michael, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, oh God. Apocalypse Now is such a... 
I do feel like as someone who's not seen, like I, I, I've seen like Spike Lee's most famous film, but I haven't seen Black Klansman and I haven't seen Apocalypse Now. And so I, I was kind of going in with less context. Yeah. And I do feel like maybe that's what lended in part to me feeling like some of the stuff in the movie was super random. Like, I, yeah. it might have been a reference that I just wasn't getting, but there were a lot of points where I was kind of like, why are we talking about this? Why are we doing this? Yeah, like, I mean, so part of that is just Spike Lee being like, I would like Paul to now go on a monologue in the woods for, yeah. uh, like, 15 minutes. Which I have to say, like, I feel so conflicted because I loved the, mo- like, I thought that was really cool, the, like, talking to camera. I thought that guy yeah. was acting his goddamn heart out. It was great. He looked awful, which Listening. worked really well. Like, he Listening. was so sweaty. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that snake was venomous. But yeah. he doesn't look good. Yeah, and it was sort of, like, both beautiful and also, like, yeah, he looks bad. He's clearly gone crazy. But I was also, like, damn, like, why, uh, like, why couldn't they, this they be a recurring, peace. like, talking to the camera could have been a mm. recurring thing. And, like, I get that it's, like, in this pivotal moment. But I also felt like there were so many different things that were being tried in this film. Yeah, I was kind of like, please just stick to a few because (laughs) I like it's like I want to feel the full impact of certain things. But it's hard when like every line is like a different issue. Yeah, I just felt like I want to know what's happening with these dudes. Right. (laughs) I don't need to know about America's opioid epidemic. I know about it. Yeah. The thing with the opioids was like it's like it relevant, went nowhere because yeah. it's just like you think he throws it them away the first time it's brought up and you're like I guess this is like a setup for him being like not able to keep up because he's fucked up and now he doesn't have his pain pills but mm-hmm. then he gets more because Mel has them and like then they give it to David who got shot in the leg so I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to take from this felt like it didn't need to be here honestly Um, but all right, but there's stuff like the talking to camera. That's also like a Spike Lee thing in his, Mm. one of his really, really early movies, do the right thing. There's a really famous kind of completely out of the context of the story of the movie where he goes around different characters in this neighborhood in Brooklyn and they all yell like a long list of racist things against specific like races or mm-hmm. uh, people, um, and it, it kind of fits nowhere in the movie, but it works very well because these are characters you've seen throughout the thing. So, like that is a thing he's done before, mm-hmm. which is to a certain extent, it kind of feels like he's like it worked well in the past. Right. Let's toss it in here. Um, and I thought that that. Because there was an earlier part, and so when he starts doing the soliloquy thing to the camera, I was like, huh, interesting. Because earlier, I was like, what a Shakespearean misunderstanding is happening right now. (laughs) And that was specifically where they're getting the bug spray, the bug spray's in Otis's bag, Otis is sleeping, and then Eddie pulls out a gun and is like, hey, everybody, (laughs) look what I found. Which I was like, Eddie, you know how Paul is. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Talk yeah. to Otis later. Um, 
and then Paul gets the gun, and that is the beginning of the end for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think he could have, like, the whole movie could have leaned into that kind of, like, theatrical aspect a bit more. But also yeah. it's doing, yeah. it's doing like, too many other things to focus on there, that. Yeah, there were just so many things happening that I felt like I just wanted a few to be, like, really nailed down and hammered yeah. home and, like, not lose focus. But I felt like it was kind of all over the place. Um, and I get, like, it was a lot of relevant stuff. But it's, I don't know, maybe I just have, like, glee PTSD of, like, <laughs> at, like just, like, issues being brought up to be like, we're going to talk about this issue. And I get stressed. Yeah, I'm kind of like, you already were relevant. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Like, it was already doing such a good job. Why did you add all these? But then again, it's sort of like, there were elements that like helped develop different characters and that was good. But I, I did feel like ultimately it was a story about Paul and like guilt and and like how that's like manifested in him like super horribly yeah and that's definitely too because the whole movie you see this archival footage but you never see how uh norman died yeah Yeah. which they keep like going around it so i was like so it's important because you're not showing it and you keep talking about it Mm -hmm. and how like paul was never the same after that yeah, and, and to they be do honest, show it, and it's a complete accident. Um, yeah, it's a complete accident, and and um, his ghost forgives him. Which, when that yeah. moment, Tim, I was watching it with Tim, and we were both like, mm, "Paul's gonna die now. Now he's got forgiveness. <laughs> he's gonna die." <laughs> like, I mean, and he did. As soon as he walks off by himself, I was like, "Oh, he's a fucking goner." Yeah, it did make sense that he would be taken out by the Vietnamese as, like, the MAGA dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, if what the movie wants us to take out of this is, like, brotherhood and love is what wins in the end, which I feel like it was because that was the theme of a lot of it, Mm. Uh, then, like, he has to be punished for being a complete asshole who's only in it for himself and, like, when he abandons the rest of them and, like, runs off into the woods going, like, you're not my son, David, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like, he can't not die he after can't that. can't come back from that. Yeah, like, there's just, he's, like, wandering off into the forest just sobbing, which I keep saying forest, I think it's jungle, but fuck it. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's just, that's the, the point of no return. I'm like, it's, he's do, off gonna do his own thing, he's gonna definitely die. Yeah. Once he gets bitten by that snake, I was like, okay. <laughs> that <laughs> would be ironic if that's what gets him and not the Vietnamese. Uh, uh, both eventually both do get, get him. him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the, uh, the like, God is specifically fucking with Paul part where he just, he gets um, stuck and his bag just winds up hanging from a tree and then like... He makes a reference where he's like, ah, that is Norman's share. God wanted it. And they're like, who's Norman? Where's where's the money? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. And then later on when the French guy comes back and he's like, by the way, is this involved? Like, does this include Norman's share? And he's like, hmm, you have no idea what the fuck is going on, sir. <laughs> Which yeah. uh, also a fun tidbit in this movie. It was... Like, more international than I think I've seen Spike Lee do in terms of 
cast yep. and just scope, which is also partly why I'm like, I think you chew off a bit more than you could chew. But um, mm. shout out to the French being so represented. Uh, <laughs> we, we done did a colonialism back in the uh, 19th, 18th to 19th century in Vietnam. Uh, mm -hmm. A fact which I sort of forgot about because they there was a lot of colonialism that we had to go through when we learned about it in history class. Mm. And I think they were like, eh, that one wrapped up pretty early uh, after World War II, so we don't really need to know about it. So I <laughs> always, I, I like, I guess I always remember that Vietnam was, uh, what's it called? Colonized by, or is it colonized? Controlled by yep. France. Um the way I remember is because they have sandwiches. <laughs> um, I'm like, that's some French shit. The bunny. <laughs> you don't see that shit in China. We eat rice. <laughs> that, we ain't eating no bread. That's a very good way of remembering it. <laughs> so that's like, how I remember it. If they're sandwiches. Some French were like, we French. bring motherfucking baguette. <laughs> like, and the Vietnamese we? were like, hell yeah, baguette. <laughs> we will steal all your shit, but you will need first to accept our breads. Yeah, uh, and create yeah. amazing food from it. Yeah, and I also appreciate that there's two French characters, and one of them is the bastard of the movie, and the other one <laughs> is the lady who removes landmines out of guilt because her family built their fortune basically off of slavery uh in vietnam so i was like okay we got our two like polar opposites yeah and i, I like that she was like the hottie smoking at the hostel oh yeah uh, that whole exchange i like at that point in the movie I was like, what the hell is going on? Why is this woman, like, what, what does this have to do with anything? We're watching the sun. He's not one of the five bloods. He's like, baby blood. Like, like what is this? But then it became important. So then I yeah, was like, okay, I was like, okay. Uh, these people are put here to introduce us to the concept of landmines. Yeah. Um, yeah, it became very much a, land, a landmine movie about halfway through. And then also the um, the two characters who are with her, the Finnish guy and the other guy who's kind of a dope, those two guys are from Black Klansmen, which I'm like, that's oh. a fun little, like, he was like, I liked working with these actors, I will bring them that's back. Fun. They were white supremacists in Black Klansmen, and now they're fun, fun guys? I don't know. The, the Finnish guy died really fast, and he was kind of an asshole until then. Yeah. So like, he just like I wasn't expecting him to blow up though. He I like thought he was gonna get shot. It really felt like like you are on a road that you drove a you drove a car on that road, and he just goes like a few feet off that road and explodes. Like we should leave. Everyone should leave this area. Like, it just felt like, whoa, this is, like, really close to the road, y'all. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, uh, the, it's... The, uh, I think, honestly, that was done specifically so they could be like, we can safely say that he died from a landmine right. and not gun-related <laughs> um, circumstances. Right. Uh, oh. Which would be harder to explain. Which I like... I thought that they were going to do the thing where, like, their um, guide, um, Nin? Oh, no, Finn? Is it Finn? I don't remember. Shit. Anyways, 
uh, where I was like, oh, I hope they don't do that. Like yeah, he was then, in on it the whole time. Yeah, thank uh, God. Cool. Like, he, but he then lived he was just he was like fine. a nice guy who was just like, oh, I guess I'm involved with this now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he has like, good marksmanship. I was like, I know. damn. I mean, this guy, this guy <laughs> yeah, was. I do this. like also how they were like, Yes, we left our friend. He broke his ankle. And he's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, did you kill him? <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that. He's like, he's seen he's seen things. He knows what's yeah. up. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to cut to the chase. What actually happened? <laughs> like, did you come here to do a murder? Is that what's up? Because you're acting real fucking weird. Uh, and the answer is no. It's just Paul is a problem <laughs> child. It's basically the, like yeah. everything would have been fine. If Paul had not been on this trip, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe it's... someone would have been exploded, but they would have been probably a lot more chill. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's but... definitely a thing, too, where, like, I feel like Paul flip-flopped so quick. And I guess that's, it's partly because that character is, like, unstable yeah. because he has... PTSD that's being stressed out based on the circumstances and already he was like dreaming of Norman like every night which I'm like that's not right buddy I did not think for the first half of the movie I was like I did not at all believe that he had accidentally killed Norman I thought they were lovers (laughs) oh and so imagine my surprise when nope it was just I had that moment as well honestly I was, I was like, like, I don't think he's going to do this. But then it kept happening, and I was like, maybe he's going <laughs> to Like, I don't know. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. Um, uh, he was so wrecked with it that I was like, I guess he shot him on purpose? And then, uh, but that mm. feels weird. Like, why? Um, but it is a situation where I'm like, if you're being haunted by him every night, one would have hoped you'd have the forgiveness conversation at some point earlier yeah. than this. Yeah, but I guess you needed to be, like, put through this amount of stress to actually confront him. Uh, confront the ghost who says nothing but nice things to you. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess, oh, it makes sense now. I'm, like, realizing when he's, like, so mad at his son for, like, backstabbing him because he feels like he backstabbed Norman. Mm. Uh, yeah, because, uh, like, when the whole yelling at his son was happening, I was kind of like... Damn, I, I like I knew you weren't doing well, but like you were really not doing well. But actually, that yeah. comes together he's, in that scene. Yeah, he's also just been like his entire character is just like the most paranoid man to exist because like he's constantly like, so accusing the other of like yeah, like when they find um that's what causes the opioids thing where he's like Otis, you are a betrayer because you're on pills. You betrayer. <laughs> And it's like that. You're like your standards for betrayal much. are like <laughs> kind of all over the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, when they have the gun, he's like, "You have betrayed me once again, you bastard." And they're like, "Please just take the gun and shut the fuck up." And he's still like their whole time is just like, "You have betrayed me by bringing this gun." And it's like they gave it to you. You should not have it in the yeah. first place, but they the, gave it to the you. The guilt has consumed him entirely. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I have. This is not super related, but I have two thoughts which are sort of linked. One mm-hmm. positive and one negative. Okay. The positive is I thought there were like some of the most beautiful shots in this movie. 
it was gorgeous. Like, there were, like, the fucking scene where they're in, like, a hotel room, and it's just, like, the blinds behind the guy, but the mm. blinds are just, like, a bunch of, just look like a bunch of straight lines, and it just, like, looked so lovely. And there's the shot where, like, the son um, is talking to the French girl, and he's sort of leaning against this um, pillar in the temple, and it's, like, such a beautiful shot. But I feel like... Like, I love beautiful shots, but I will not excuse story stuff in beautiful shots. And so I have mm. beef with the fact that there was gold and too many shots. I was like, <laughs> why would they take it out? They just take it out and put it around them for the shot. And I'm like, put that away. Put that but away. But it looks People so want cool. It. I know it looked so cool, but I was like, this is <laughs> such a bad idea story-wise. <laughs> like, like why are you doing this? And I felt like that was a reoccurring beef I had with this movie where I was like, this is great. But then every time it would start veering away from like the main story to like hit other things or like show some stuff or do this thing. I was kind of like, no, no, focus, focus, focus. (laughs) Let's get back to our boys. That my whole thing with the end of the movie, as soon as the guide was like, we we don't have a lot of gas luck left because the gas is leaking mm-hmm. we have enough to get to the temple ruins i was like god damn it the end of apocalypse now happens with a fight at temple ruins oh shit. i was like jesus christ we're just doing this now huh i just assumed it was an opportunity to see a beautiful ruin <laughs> that too i mean that's what it was in apocalypse now is they just showed up in vietnam with cameras and were like will you allow us to shoot here yes Superb. Thank uh, you. Yeah, uh, I do feel like <laughs> the references that went over my head could have like really made a lot more cohesion in the movie for me. <laughs> yeah, it was um there was another one, the uh part where Ride of the Valkyries starts playing. Mm-hmm. That's that's an apocalypse now. There's a big fight uh, okay. from a helicopter. A po- where Ride of the Valkyries is playing and they're just shooting down the Viet Cong, but in this one it's it's not like a helicopter. They're on this tiny little boat, um, which was again just more Heart out. of Darkness than Apocalypse Now, and uh, mm. they're just they're just going through. And I was like, I there's a lot of shit happening right now, and I don't think my brain can take it. <laughs> like I was just trying to process, like both the helicopter scene in Apocalypse Now and going up the river in Heart oh of Darkness God. and the movie. And I was just like, ah, I've That's reached the galaxy so brain take. funny because when I watched that scene, I was like, why is this happening? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not know either of those references. And so I was just like, is this just, we just having fun <laughs> to songs? Spike Lee, I want 50 shots of the boat going up the river while this music plays. Yeah, for no I just, reason. Yeah, I just thought, okay, this is fun, but it's going on for a long time, and I don't quite get it. So that <laughs> makes a lot more sense. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's just... There's a lot going on. Uh, I think it's definitely interesting. It's of like the Vietnam movies that I have seen, which are admittedly not a lot because this is not my genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is probably one of the ones that handles it best. I can Um, see that for sure. Which, yeah, I'm like, it falters in places, but it's definitely, and it might also be because it's done 
through a modern lens and it wasn't made like while it was happening or right. directly afterwards. Um, that helps. I yeah. Yeah. And it also helps that it's not the cast isn't all white guys because then you really have like a completely different connection because yeah. in this movie, like everyone involved has been fucked over by the United States government. Yeah. Like literally sort of everyone. Like, like when they buy drinks, the former Viet Cong buy them drinks at the bar. Like I love that sort of like the feeling of like we've all been screwed yeah. by bigger men who want everyone's money and yeah. And it's like we've been we we did some bad things to you, you did some bad things to us. But at larger oh. scheme, we were yeah. all fucked over by our government. And I yeah, also really liked how like, the Vietnamese, <laughs> like I think Vin starts it, but they all call the Vietnam War the American War, which I'm mm. like, yeah, it, it was. It's <laughs> just America coming in and being like, we're going to do some more crimes here, buddies. You uh, have no personal stake in this, but we do. So we're going to do some crimes. Uh, just bombed the shit out of your landscape, which is part of Apocalypse Now that I find really hard to watch because they were just like, can we just blow up some jungle? Yes, great. We're going to do it. And it's going to look really cool, but we're just going to blow the shit out of some stuff. Oh, my God. And it is very impressive to look at, but you're also like, oh, God, you don't need to. One one thing that I felt while watching this is that there are moments where I was like, are they filming this in Florida? Because <laughs> there are shots in the woods where I was like, this just looks like like the Florida. <laughs> I would like, feel better about calling it um, <laughs> the forest then. Yeah, I think it was at least there it was were definitely shots a partially like, shot in Vietnam. But there were some yeah. woods scenes where I was like, this was probably shot in the US. I, I'm not sure. But I haven't been to Vietnam, so I don't know. But I kind of was like, these plants are familiar. And then <laughs> the cicadas <laughs> thing, the cicadas thing, every, no, everybody knows what cicadas are. They know what they sound like. They sound the same. I do not believe that that boy did not know what cicadas were. <laughs> and that, that is an important point I needed to make. <laughs> <laughs> there were just like a few little jokes like that. Like the, the champs Elise's joke. I was like, my dad has literally made that joke. And so I kind of feel like like big dad energy from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like big dad energy. <laughs> and a part of me is like dad energy is corny. So I found like those moments corny, but then I was kind of like, it's it's for the dads. <laughs> this <laughs> one love for it. The dads. <laughs> yeah, like they will love all these jokes. I shouldn't this hate is, on the dad This jokes. does feel like a dad movie. I should ask my dad to watch this and see what he thinks. Um, but it's definitely... I've So I've looked it up, and basically everyone is just like, yeah, they shot some parts in Vietnam. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the that non, was pretty clear. The non-city <laughs> scenes, goddammit. Um, <laughs> yeah. now this one's just like oh yeah this place they also uh it's the same places where they shot movies like rambo rambo three uh the hangover part two. Oh my god <laughs> jesus christ maybe it was all filmed there uh yeah I don't know. uh i mean i feel like that's just like the parts that were in locations where there are people 
who right. are not our four main actors. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. That was Shots shot, of shot the on city. location. Yeah. But like, <laughs> there's definitely parts where they're just wandering around the woods where I would have been like, oh no, they shot that in like, yeah. That could be anywhere. Georgia. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, save a little money on that budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, I feel like we hit like, like everything. That <laughs> there's is, just a, I don't know, a the lot. Most Do you want to talk about the last like ten minutes? I I wanted to get oh your God. thoughts on you. So you've not seen Black Klansman? No. There is a specific callback to it in um. So the end of Black Klansman, the end of the fictional part before it cuts to like the footage. Mm. Um, like compilation, it's um, the two main characters. Um, they hear a knock at the door, and they go out into the hallway. And they, there's a window at the end of the hallway, and through the window, there's a burning cross. The there is a shot of them with their guns out, gliding down the hallway. Uh, they're not moving their legs. The camera is gliding with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's direct callback. To Otis and his daughter Michelle. Okay, and I As... was I felt weird about it. I was like, it was weird in Black Klansman, but I sort of got it because it was like a callback to black exploitation movies. This does not make sense in this context. I, I mean, my reaction to that scene was confused laughter. <laughs> nice. Um, I did not at all know that that was a reference. I definitely thought it came out of nowhere. Um, overall, the whole daughter storyline just didn't hit, in yeah, my it was opinion. Weird. Like, the fact that we just don't even get to know her at all was sort of like, I don't care about I thought this she was going to go I on the trip should. with them. I was like, yeah. oh, we're going to have bonding. Uh, and then it was just like, nope, she's staying here. I was like, all right, fuck that, I guess. Yeah, and then like, we you went through the trouble of finding a half black, half Vietnamese actress who speaks perfect Vietnamese, and then you're just going to be like, we don't need her, goodbye. Yeah, I, I felt like that could have been a lot more... Um, but then again, it's like I'm conflicted because I already feel like this movie was doing too many things. It was juggling mm. too many balls for it to handle. And like I don't know if it, I wanted it to juggle another ball with her to be like... But then I feel like, well, then at that point, why even include the whole thing? Yeah. Because then it's sort of distracting, but I kind of liked the element it added. So I don't know. I feel very conflicted, but I also felt like the girl, the daughter character, did not like earn the scene where she's like with her dad because was, we just don't know anything about her. And like, the I, shot why is she angry? The shot before pans too is so weird where she's like smiling over his shoulder. I thought he looks... was squeezing her to death. <laughs> She looks like, like she's in pain. I know. I thought, like, this movie already blew up someone. Like, let's squeeze some people to death. You know, like, <laughs> like why not? But no, it was just, like, a very heartfelt hug. But yeah, I was very confused. I felt like she, like, I don't know. if Like, just even if you imagine for, like, a second if that was you, I feel like anger would be, like, the first emotion yeah. toward dad. Like, like, I'm already an adult meeting you now. Like, weird that she was so chill about it. I just yeah. felt like that was not a chill experience for her. Like, 
<laughs> and at the so part at the beginning where she's having it after he leaves and she's talking with her mom and she's like, was that my dad? She was like, yeah. There's like no emotional to that and scene. That's it. She's just like, yep, <laughs> he is. Also. Go do your homework. How did that lady get so rich? I, that was what I really wanted after she was like, we weren't even fit to clean the toilets. I was like. Yeah, so how did you and get all then, this I, I did got into black market. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I like, you assume... all we know is you can arrange gold to be sold to the United States. Yeah, I assume it's like a life of crime thing. Yeah, but it's like I wanted to hear more about her. I know it was like, like she you can't so just cool. make them her that sunglasses were awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. It, it's yeah, it's hard to say because it's like you want more, but also like. Where would it's it fit? The movie's two, two and, and a half, half hours, hours long. <laughs> like, it's like, it didn't really feel... Like, there were moments that felt like they could be cut, but it wasn't like there were whole scenes that I felt yeah. could be cut. It was more like, did we need to really, like... Like, I get... You know, I get it, I get it, I get it. But, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, let's get back to the the main part. But, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is sort of conflicting. I, like, I really feel like from reading reviews, everyone is like... This is his most ambitious film, and I like. I definitely agree with that. (laughs) Like, it's very ambitious, but I just don't know if I necessarily believe it. Like, succeeded on the level it could have. I guess. Yeah. Like it was good, but for all the things it was trying to do, I felt like it could have been better. But I also don't really know what I would like advise to like. It's just like there were just little things that I felt pulled me out. Um, distracted me, made me felt like I was looking at my Twitter timeline a little bit. Mm. Um, but then yeah, there were there's... other moments where it was like really new, interesting information. So it was kind of like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's definitely, and it, it was partly, I wanted to try to bring it back to the ending because that was one thing where during Black Klansman, the first time I saw it, I was like, you kind of went all over the place a little bit with some stuff, but like you brought it back, you wrapped mm-hmm. it up, you gave us a thesis. Okay. In this one, I have no idea what the end was trying to tell me. Because you you have, like, a quick pan. It is partly the thing you were saying where you have the, like, pictures of all the characters who died. But it's, like, they're characters. Yeah, they were Why real. are you putting them side <laughs> by side with, like, real, real people? Feels weird. Um, you have, like, the scene where, uh, I think this was during Paul, like, reading the letter at the end. Um, you see that Black Lives Matter gets $2 million um, in in Eddie's name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I was like, the the organization of Black Lives Matter? Like, where... Yo, where what? Who, who are you giving who? this to? Who? They're yeah, all wearing Black Lives Matter shirts, way? and they chant that, but I have that, no idea where this is. I felt a little bit embarrassed by that scene, because I was kind of like, it kind of just makes... I don't know, like, it's like, we don't really need more stuff that makes the movement look like, I don't know, it's just, like, people in t-shirts chanting excitedly. Like, it's like, like, this is what we do, we got money, yay! Yeah, it just feels like it's about, like, it's it's about so much more, (laughs) and I kind of felt like that was a weird reduction. Yeah, and it's also not, like, an organization that has, like, a council that can yeah. be like perfect. I'm sure I've we will seen now things. distribute this money 
across yeah. the United States. I think I've seen things like, that's like, don't donate to the main organization because they're not like, they don't have that reach. It's like, you yeah. gotta donate to these individual yeah, so that was... That but was then if you had a montage of, like, here are all the small local charities that Eddie's money will be yeah. going to, that would be, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, yeah, yeah it's I like don't... The, again, that mix of, like, reality and fiction. Like, there are moments yeah. when I'm like, this is the moment for reality, but then it was fiction. And I was like, yeah. no, we have and this in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's also, like, Black Lives Matter isn't getting two million dollars i don't feel anything because they they're not getting this money this yeah, is fake fictional. what the fuck yeah, um it's confusing <laughs> it was a lot and then the last the thing the movie closes on is a callback to the scene where they find out that mlk was shot and it's him at riverside church uh in new york giving uh a speech and he quotes langston hughes of like uh America that I know is not, um, I've never known real America, uh, but America, wait, no, I should look this up. I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> I, I just wrote the last sentence and I was like, I'll remember the quote. I did not remember the quote. Yeah. Um, I also, while watching this movie, was like, okay, okay, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. And then I was like, there are too many plot points. <laughs> America never was America to me, but America will be. It is the main quote. <laughs> the, okay. And then it, it pans from that, or it fades, and it, it tells you that uh, a year to the day after that speech, um, he was assassinated. And I was like, I... Okay. <laughs> oh, I have another beef now. <laughs> My other beef is that, like... Uh, well, I guess it is a very much, like, you know, Vietnam War... America's War, this movie, but, like, these things are so international, too. Yeah. Like, it's not just about country lines. It's, you know, it's, it's like, about the treatment of people across, yeah. the, across the world, too. I mean, the fact that there are, like, protests worldwide. I'm like, I get yeah. America as the focus here, but I'm also like, fuck America. Like, isn't that the theme? <laughs> fuck America. This is, yeah. like, an issue that we created for ourselves. Like, we did this purposefully. Like, yeah. <laughs> like and let's, issues like, like humanity. The, yeah, like, the Black Lives Matter protests are also, like, picked up in France because France also has a police brutality problem. Yeah, and Australia with the black indigenous people. people. Yeah, it's, it's like, like... These are these things are huge, universal. <laughs> universal and huge, and, like, we don't need to change America we need to change the world, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, it's weird because he sort of hints at that. All these characters mm. who are kind of assholes keep picking up the Make America Great Again hat and, like, they're not putting it on because they really want America to be great again or whatever the fuck that means. They're just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm an asshole and I'm in it for myself. And it's, like, literally every nationality represented it, like... There's only one Finnish guy and he doesn't put it on. But you got like the American, <laughs> you got the French up. guy, and yeah, you got the Vietnamese guy. They all put it on at some point. And it's like, yeah, because it's not about America. It's about I want to get mine, basically. Yeah, it's about people. <laughs> yeah. And individualism. It's all about like, what about me though? 
And that is universal. But also, I think that could have been, like... I think it would have done better had maybe the end... Yeah, had more of an international tinge to it of, like, show me what has been happening in Vietnam recently. Like, I have literally no idea because I'm a dumb American. <laughs> like, is there any protesting happening? Please, literally, like, tell me about it. Um, you could make a thing of, like, they, everyone, everyone is the same. We are all fucked by our government and the structures of power in our system, but uh, instead it focused back on uh, the states and kind of like a, you know, Trump, Trump bad. And it's like, yeah, we know Trump bad. <laughs> we get it. We, we, we're all we're all here. I don't think any MAGA people have made it this far into the movie. Yeah, I highly doubt <laughs> that they would watch it unless it's they're just like their hate watch is like power they're, is that their strong chi- <laughs> their child has tied them to a chair against their will and their <laughs> like, eyes are being held open <laughs> like during the scene where paul gets shot they're like this this is where maga leads you understand um but yeah it's it could have i think it could have wrapped up better but i do think that like he was he was trying he was a taking lot. on so much. Yeah, I'm I like, think that's maybe, in part, maybe a little. You know? Yeah, it's like it's it's part of what makes it good because I'm like I've never seen some of these points being raised in a movie of like, yeah, what was Vietnam like for Blacks Americans who have to hear about? Yeah, that you know, was such a good civil rights protest back at home. That was like such uh, an interesting plot point that I felt like we don't even need the other shit. Like, this could carry the film on its own. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it is like part of this is so amazing, like incredible, never been done before, and other stuff. I'm like, you could have tightened this up a little, uh, yeah. or just like I don't know, maybe have someone look it over and be like, you need to focus a little bit <laughs> on a, a thing, like one thing, choose a point, <laughs> and like, Cause, like try to wrap really it. Hammered. Like, you know, I felt like he hammered a lot of points in, but I just wanted to be, you know, one point to yeah. just be hammered the hardest. And I think, like, I think that's why we find the ending a little unsatisfying, because he, like, he opens up these discussions in so many different categories, but then, like, the wrap-up is still, it's, like, very simple compared to the rest of everything that was going on. And I, I guess it makes sense in terms of, like, you know, People go on with their lives, like, movements will go on past your time. Yeah. And, like, you were just sort of, you could only live <laughs> live the life that you have currently or whatever and, like, try to make the best of it. But it also felt like after playing with these, like, crazy topics that are so relevant and so important, I was like, you can, you can hit us a little harder at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, and, it's, oh, and it's um, it, oh, too, ostensibly the tagline for this movie is basically the, a war never ends, which is, it's so close to the like, war, war never changes, that I'm like, oh god, I'm getting like fallout flashbacks. Is this a video <laughs> game? Um, but that is like, that isn't even really the point, so I, I don't know, I just, yeah, I wish he had had a little more focus, maybe kept... A little more of the international 
relevancy going at the end. Yeah, it started um, out like that was the direction it was going. But yeah, then... that was the whole like first half an hour. Well, no hour really. Yeah, you get the and like it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that part of the movie. I felt like uh, I was learning a lot. Um, yeah, I cool. and I'm like I would love more of these to be like blown up later. Would love to hear more about yeah, like Hannah Hannah. I'm like, where's her duck? Yeah, that her, could be like, a whole biopic. Movie. Yeah, like uh, there's that. Um, there is like a, a Vietnam radio movie. Is it Good Morning Vietnam? Is it that one? I've never seen it. Is I that a know. Robin Williams movie? Oh really? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think so. Th- this is part of the thing. Um, I'm like, I don't feel like every movie should have homework but this is also a movie where I'm like you might need to like include it with five other movies to like fully get it yeah uh and I don't know if that's I think you should also you should be able to watch movies and just be like that was a movie and not have to be like when he's saying this he's really um <laughs> calling back to this other movie from 40 years yeah, ago yeah it, sh- it should be able to stand on its own while also yeah. doing references and I felt like it it entertained me throughout, and for me, that is, like, good. Because yeah. <laughs> I get bored super easily, so I'm just like, that's already, like, Especially doing for a great. two and a half hour long yeah, movie. The fact that I did not fall asleep really says something, because <laughs> I fall asleep in many a movie. But, the, yeah, I felt like it held my attention. It just, like, oh, it was just, like, really close to being really good but then it just kept taking detours that I just yeah. couldn't I couldn't follow it down all those different paths and still know what you know what was happening but then again yeah. like if I had had those references I think it would have been a lot smoother sailing yeah um, but like as someone who didn't have those references I was just like there were just parts where I was like I don't really get why this is happening and I think part of this discussion I feel like we've we've wrapped that up like several times at this point yeah saying the same thing, but it's like it's really it's it's just I don't know it's because it's it's just kind of unidentifiable really like it's mm. so close so close to being it is the most ambitious like, one of his best movies yeah like the it's definitely his most there. ambitious but I don't think it lands it doesn't um, quite make it it, yeah, which is a, a bummer. It's definitely yeah, like a good movie though. Yeah. I was I was surprised really by how positive uh the critics reviews are of this movie. Mm. Just because I mean, again, like not having other context when I was watching it, I was just like, this is a very um scattered sort of film. And I kept trying to like internally go back to like, okay, it's to five bloods it's about these five dudes but it like wasn't <laughs> so mm. like it was but it also wasn't it, it, I don't know so I felt like I had a hard time getting a grasp on what exactly like what I was supposed to be getting from the movie as a whole because I could get stuff from individual scenes like that but like yeah. the movie as a whole I didn't feel like I left I don't know. Like, I didn't, like, you know, when you finish watching a movie and you feel satisfied, but you also feel like you have all these thoughts, you have, like, actions you want to do, like, you feel like, I don't know, like, 
the content has like spurred you into something, mm, a yeah. new area of thought or activity. Like I just felt like this one, like upon ending it, it was more like, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and like, I didn't like, want to Spike have a lot Lee, of questions. Like Spike Lee, explain yourself. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? What was that about? But and I mean, it, you've it, already it doesn't answered a lot give of them. You, yeah, it's like, it doesn't give you the tools necessarily. You have to go and figure it out, which isn't the worst thing, but I'm also like, I would like you to be able to like, at least point me in directions where I could round it out. And also um, like still like make sense within the story of this movie while being yeah. a reference. I just feel like I, that's so important to a good illusion. I think a, a movie this reminds me of, and this is going to sound weird because the content is, has nothing in common, but the Suspiria remake kind of oh. provoked the same reactions in me. It's very mm. long. It's this story. It's a horror movie about witches basically, but uh -huh. it has the backdrop of Berlin in, oh no, I've forgotten the year, the 80s, 70s, <laughs> question mark. Um, but like Berlin during a very specific time frame. and watching that movie, I had like no context for what was happening in Berlin. So the movie is very vague about the this stuff. It just keeps like popping up in the background where you hear clips of like news programs and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck this is. This information is giving me, yeah. like, uh, is it historical it context? The, is it yeah. story context? Is it plot clues? Like, and I was like, it's it's something about power and like cycles of violence, but I don't know enough about what it is to like say if that's a positive or a negative or how it relates to the current situation with these witches. Um, mm. What is happening? And yeah. I've. That movie, though, it's like it's so um, like beautiful and horrible, horrible in that it shows you terrifying, gross things um, <laughs> to watch. And I've watched it several times since then. I think every time I'm like, I suffer. feel, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting closer to it. But I'm still because I haven't done research on the Bader Meinhof hostage situation. I'm like, eh. <laughs> There's still mm. huge chunks that I don't really know about. And that's part of the fun of the movie because it's fascinating to me that I'm like, oh, maybe I can figure it out without doing research. I really don't want to do homework on this one. <laughs> but also, like, it's frustrating. And there's a point to the movie where I'm like, please just tell me what, what it is I'm supposed to be getting. Like, please, <laughs> please just tell me. I don't want to have to do like read a 5,000 page book about yeah. theory. Uh, I think there but, is something to be said about like really making sure the desired impact is had. Yeah. Because if it isn't had, then in a way you've sort of, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like there's a bit of failure there. Yeah. So like translate, unless you're deliberately, you know, you're deliberately like, I don't care. You know, it's, it's not the point for people to like know all this stuff, but it, yeah. There, there's know, movies that do that where it's just like you you see like a little news or whatever, but it's just to be like, remember, this is the 60s or like whatever. And it's not relevant at all. Like what specifically is being said. It's just like, here's Nixon. Remember him? He was there. And you're just <laughs> like, OK, that's just like place. That's just giving me context of what place and time we are at. 
all right. Yeah, uh, and not just like, difficult. remember, this is a clip from a specific speech where he said something super <laughs> racist. And remember that? And it's like, I don't know that. Assume I'm a dumbass. I was not Please. born. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a an infant. <laughs> I also feel like there's, it, it's also just like a challenging thing to do in storytelling to try to like, because like, okay, I, I, I feel like there are different focuses you can have like the focusing on the personal lives of the characters, the focusing on a time period mm. and like the culture stuff, but it's like balancing these different things can be really hard, which is why I think a lot of movies will just be like about the personal stuff. Like it's just about this character's life and how the world treats him or something. Yeah. And, and that is like the story being told. But when you start, including the historical stuff, it's like it becomes more of a challenge to keep that balance of story and history and fact, but also story (laughs) and characters. Part of that is, yeah, the reason why, like, a lot of period pieces that are made now are, like, remakes or adaptations of things that were done in that time period because it gives you, like, a baseline of... This is what, it, like, the information they had at the time and, like, the stuff that they found relevant. And you can take that and kind of run with it. Or you can, like, modernize it. But it gives you kind of a platform, like, a place to start. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it, it, if you don't have that context, like, if you're not, like, the dude who made The Vivich... And you're like, I'm going to go insane researching, um, <laughs> like, texts from 400 years ago until I know exactly how they talked uh, uh, and how they built <laughs> their, their huts. Like, I'm going to learn about roof thatching uh, and I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Like, if you're not willing to do that, it is so much easier to just be like, I'm just going to write about people now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so I, I thought he did a good job with, like, the now, like, uh, it's just so hard because it's, like, there were so many things in this movie that I thought, like, that's really interesting. This is, like, this is such a great scene. Like, this is such a great thing to include. And then just having to compare those against all the many moments that yeah. felt like they could have been cut. And I feel like that But is, at the same time, if you ask yeah. me to, like, cut scenes, I think... Yeah, there, there's what like, would you cut? Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> There's stuff where, like, the scene where he's on the boat and the guy is, like, hassling him to buy a chicken. And I was like, oh, my God, this scene needs to end. It went on for Just being deeply uncomfortable. But, like, that was the the point. Like, I'm like, it did what it was supposed to. So I can't, like, be like, it failed because it did it very well. I just wish it was shorter because I was too (laughs) uncomfortable. I also think, like, realistically, that would have been a much shorter conversation. Yeah. It's like, no one that in the dude... boat going by is going to be, you know, once you say no, they ignore you. Like, that yeah, is I'm just like, ha- even they're if trying to sell. You're, you're <laughs> like, focusing on tourists, because I've, I've seen that happen, where, like, oh, like, the guys who sell CDs or whatever, this isn't, like, as much of a thing now, but it definitely was. Like, you'd go to yeah. Times Square and there'd be dudes just, like, trying to give you a CD, and then if you took it, they'd be like, and now you give me money. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you, you, Like, if you're a tourist, 
You don't have the defense of like, do not make eye contact. You do not take anything that someone hands to you. The only way you will escape the situation is to like not look at anybody and just keep keep going where you're going. Yeah. Um, but That's, like even then, like when people are like hassling. Yeah, like, eventually you'll be like, well, this is, like, I'm going to get my ass kicked if I don't just stop. And, like, that line was crossed <laughs> very early yeah. in that scene. I felt like the second that Paul started getting aggressive, I feel yeah. like that dude would have just left. I mean, like, I don't think he would have been like, yeah, buy my chickens. Like, I need to sell the chicken. Like, because yeah. I don't know, when I've gone to, like, like marketplaces in... Asia and elsewhere it's like like they try to get you interested for sure but once it's clear that you're not interested they just move on to the next closest person yeah. who might be interested like they're not gonna like fight you spend all for their like time 10 and minutes. energy on you yeah yeah so I do it's, feel like that could have been shorter and it's still the, the scene yeah the point <laughs> of the scene I think what he wanted to get to was he Paul uses a racial slur and it's like the guy knows what you said like he can sort of speak English he knows that word and he gets upset and he's like you killed my parents you bastard and yeah. I feel like we could have like, cut to that part sooner <laughs> yeah because like that's that's where we wanted to end up we that's didn't need potatoes. like <laughs> yeah 50 50 minutes of Buy the chicken. No. Buy the chicken. Yeah. No. Good chicken. Also, <laughs> no. I also think as a general like filmmaking preference that I just have, I'm a big fan of silence. Oh. And I felt like that could have like silence replacing some of the cheesy lines in this movie mm. could have done wonders. <laughs> I think just like having like like us watch like studying the actor's face to like get the notion of what's happening rather than everything being shouted out super clearly. Yeah. Like here are my, there were... here are my <laughs> complaints about the, the world and the government. And it's like, I feel like it, do it doesn't, that's just not, that's not really how conversations there happen. There <laughs> were so few scenes of them just like being in the landscape. And there were a couple of shots that were like beautiful. The landscape is gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous like they're in that movie. rice field. And oh, so beautiful. I was like, this is a great shot, but you have the, the, they try to talk to the kids. They're like, hey, kids in Vietnamese. Kids say like, oh, hi, hi, sir. And I was like, this is a, a beautiful shot. And then the shot cuts to like, they're closer to the camera. And I was like, you could have given us the walking. Like, this is a good enough shot. I would have just accepted that. Like, it could be like a whole minute of silence. That would have been nice. It would be a break, honestly, with this movie. Yeah. And it would give you something to contrast to when people are getting blown up and yeah. shot later. Give you some time like... to contemplate Paul rather than just being like, God damn it, Paul, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just keep talking, shut up. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, um, they cut to like them being frustrated and like, oh, we can't find it. We're like walking around in circles and it doesn't feel like that much time has passed and yeah. I get like that's it's we want to get to the the meat <laughs> the meat yeah. of the movie which is the the gun action uh but I think that that could have been drawn out a little too yeah um, I think like in general our our feedback is like it 
there were just moments that could have been improved yeah. <laughs> so much by just like making a slight yeah it would have also helped like the whole cut cut all references to op opioids that went nowhere just give us more landscape shots period <laughs> done you've improved the movie by at least five percent uh no yeah it's i think it's so close to something great which is frustrating because i'm like this could be I, I would like to not have to watch Apocalypse Now whenever people are like, here are the hundred movies you must see before you die. I would like to never see that movie again. <laughs> it's three hours long. It is very difficult <sighs> to get through in parts. <laughs> As someone who watched Citizen Kane in class, like, <laughs> some of those movies, I'm just like, eh. Isn't that literally number one on the <laughs> AFI list of, like, this is the uh, best movie Americans have ever made. I'm like, maybe to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a She-Ra movie and then we'll talk. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I, I do feel like, uh, like I get why people feel this movie is like important and amazing, but I also feel like it was just good and ambitious. Like, yeah. I don't know if it nailed the important and amazing. I think it had lots of good moments, but it was not... Like, you know, you see a movie and you're just like, wow, that was a fucking masterpiece. Like, I didn't... Afterwards, I just did not have a feeling. I was like, Yeah, was there's movies like, where I'm like, I would but, like to write, like, a 30-page essay on this movie and its importance and brilliance and... There's movies yeah, where I'm just like, like watching it makes you feel yeah. something so strong. And there's movies where I'm like, I would like to have participated on a script rewrite, and then maybe it would be the place <laughs> where I could write something about it. Yeah, I feel like it was it was real close, but it just kept stepping on weird things that just pulled me <laughs> like out of the movie. Like just made me. Ooh. Yeah, I, <laughs> there are just moments where I was just like. I'm watching this movie that's two and a half hours long rather than being so yeah. into it that you don't remember. Like, I, if I'm, like, pausing to be like, oh, my God, there's still an hour left. Like, what's going to happen? Like, I don't love having that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> like, it was ultimately fine and, like, everything was very exciting. But I kind of felt like I was exiting movie mode too yeah. much. Um, and not, like, in a good, like oh, yeah, this is, like, a real issue way, but in sort of, like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see, yeah, I do you, see you what did you did a thing. There. Good and, job. And you're, like, yeah, that is a thing. It sure is. <laughs> I'm, like, okay, let's get back to the movie now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't have that cohesiveness that I really wanted. Um, but, yeah, th th he definitely just, I felt like he was just trying there was just a lot of things being tried simultaneously yeah. and some of them were distracting. And that's my, <laughs> that's my conclusion. <laughs> uh, but it was a fun movie and um, I feel like it touched on some really interesting topics and it's worth checking out for that reason alone. Um, but I definitely am not in the camp that's like, this is, this is going to be our Oscar film oh of the my year God. or whatever. I mean, like, 
like already what the fuck does that mean like what movies have come out really like this year has been so fucking weird already i don't need to like think about the oscars like we're halfway through this goddamn year and like it's already been 50 (laughs) like what the fuck come on yeah it's yeah it's it's weird it's it's just like such a weird time and to like have a movie about what a weird time it is, at least in part about what a weird yeah. time it is, is also weird because you're kind of like living it and it's really visceral. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how and this movie ages. <laughs> like, Yeah, it'll be a time capsule for oh, sure definitely. of right now because of all the references, but it's also like, I don't know. I, I don't want a time catch this time. <laughs> this time sucks. Please erase like, it. Throw this. Yeah, let's just throw these last four let's years Let's just away. watch Paddington 2 <laughs> over and over and then just, like, pretend that's the world. Yeah, it's just, like, things are so crazy that it, it does feel like stuff needs to be said about it, but it's so hard to say yeah, it well I'm, because it's so crazy. That's why I've constantly been, like, I would love to see... What, like, movie like The Death of Stalin was made about a specific time 50 years ago. I would like to see the movie that is like that made in 50 years. Like, I would love to see what that looks like. But I think if you made that now, it would not be good. Like, well, first of all, I was like, if you made, like, Death of Stalin wouldn't work if you made it, like, right after Stalin died. But also, you'd, you'd just be shot. Like you would not that movie would get nowhere because (laughs) (laughs) you just (laughs) immediately get murdered. But um that kind of like removal from the real life horribleness is important to being Mm -hmm. able to enjoy art about it. And this is like partly like I'm like, oh, this is too close. Too close to home. (laughs) It's it's too close to also like make mistakes. Which I think is like part of the issue like just with the whole scene of the people in black lives matter shirts cheering yeah. it's just like it's a lot darker than that <laughs> i feel like like the time we're living in is a lot darker than that yeah and it also it, it gives it like be treated yeah, it's as such. too optimistic in that it's like we got money and now we're fine everything's great we <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, damn it, but it's also, like, fiction. Yeah, it's like, I would so, like, love did this if, happen? like, Black Lives Matter movement got $2 million, and it would be the best thing to ever happen. But, like, that is not the world we live in, and that's not going to do shit. And also, no. it's fake money, so feel very weird about this entire scene. Um, and it's also, like, uh, on another level, like, you know, people are splitting millions in yeah. this movie, but, like, we are living in a billions world. Like, millions aren't... Yeah, you know, unfortunately, don't seem to like be that much anymore on a. The only scale. people who I'm like this could really do something is the the um, Vietnamese guy who owns a tourist agency. Which I was like, yes, Ben, get your million dollars for participating in a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. God bless. Um, yeah, that <laughs> the, guy and uh, the, the mine people. But even that, I guess they do get three million dollars, uh, one for each. But like, even then, they're like, we're going to spend this money worldwide. And I was like, that's not that much money. It's not going to, yeah. It's like you donate $10 to every charity that yeah. needs it. 
and then it's like, damn. Like I was like, shit is so bad because if you focus <laughs> Amazon and shit on <laughs> Vietnam, I'm sure that's a lot of money. But if you're like, we're gonna take this worldwide, I'm like, that is less money all of a sudden. Yeah. Jeff Bezos will just use you as toilet paper. Like, he's using his millions as, yep. <laughs> you know, like, oh, uh, man. But, yeah, so, I don't know. We, I mean, we've clearly like, talked about this movie a lot. It has a lot to say. There's just yeah. so much. It does. It's, it's, a, it's a quote the articles. It's very ambitious. Uh, but, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's probably about that with The Five Bloods. Yep. It was uh, definitely interesting and uh like a compelling two two and a half hour watch which is like a rarity that is true yeah um yeah i feel like that deserves props um but yeah there were just there were just enough little things that it just like it, it doesn't make it the best film yeah ever. it like it, it's <laughs> one of all. those frustrating <laughs> things where i'm like i can respect movies that like have cool no ambitions and are just like, we're, we aim to do nothing but be entertaining. And I'm like, all right, you've done it. But this yeah. one, it's like, it wants to do great things and it just comes short. And that is the frustrating thing. Cause I'm yeah. like, you tried. <laughs> oh God, that's so much more tragic. Yeah, you, you got, there were moments where you got like real yeah. close and I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it. And then there were moments where I was like, we are not absolutely not doing it. <laughs> like, so, you're, you're, you're do, like yeah. you're watching someone attempt something and you're like, it's going to go great. And then they just like fall on their face right at the last mile. And you're like, you tried. <laughs> you did. Yeah, your like best. they get back up. But you're like, damn, you really lost a lot of time when you fell. <laughs> <laughs> If not for that, yeah. you would have won first place. Second place is respectable. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But now, after watching Five Bloods and having a pretty in-depth discussion, we're going to turn to something a little lighter. Oh, oh thank God. My um, brain needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, uh, well, I mean, I assume it's lighter. You've seen it. I haven't seen it. But the first season of Winona Earp is, is what we're going to be watching in the next two weeks. Um, and talk that about is, that. It is a fun, a fun show about shooting demons and Hell family. Yeah. And there's only <laughs> a couple of horrible, tragic moments. But not in the first Yay. season, if I remember correctly. So, oh, so we're going to have a, a nice time the first yeah, season. And then are, in the next four weeks, we'll be crying. Things build up. Yeah, two. once they're like, <laughs> and now that we have you hooked on these characters whom you like... Time to do terrible things to them. Ah, uh, yes. I'm my favorite kind of TV show writers. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we will teach you love and then we will teach you pain. <laughs> Great, good stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was our discussion of Five Bloods. I hope you found it interesting. I'm interested to know what other people thought. I mean, I, I see like critic opinion is really positive. Um, but I'm curious to know what the average person who has not seen Apocalypse Now thinks. <laughs> yeah, I've checked Letterboxd <laughs> and the reviews are a bit confused. mixed. So uh, I think this might be a situation where the critics say one thing and the people are like, actually, I have a slightly different yeah, take. Yeah, they're like, actually, we don't have the context that <laughs> you guys have. I have not seen the <laughs> AFI list five times. Yeah, I, I do think that does sort of um, moments that would have been a special reference felt more like 
<laughs> but yeah, so maybe if you haven't seen the film yet, consider watching some of the films it references to get a fuller Do picture. Homework. Um, Our favorite thing yeah, when watching t- movies. <laughs> Do homework. And in two weeks, we, we have no homework. We're going to be talking about the first season. Why not? Just remind you again. It's just a good time, and, y'all. Yeah, no homework necessary. Um, just going to be a little yeah. party. We're doing the homework and, uh, for you, really, because this is all a build up to the new season. So, like, you don't yeah. even have to worry about it. We'll watch it for yeah, you. Yeah, we're preparing for that. Yeah, you could just start in season four because you'll have all the context. Um, but, but yeah, I guess the last thing we need to do is just, oh God, try to glean a singular lesson. <laughs> I feel like it, it, we should just go with like, don't be a Paul. Don't be a Paul. Don't bring a MAGA hat like across, like do not bring it out of the country. <laughs> People will immediately know you are an asshole and hate you. People will react as people are, you know, want to do. (laughs) You were sort of, you know, putting a little target on your head. Yeah, I feel like enough Um, time when you go international is spent being like, I know I'm an American, but I'm not like an asshole. The, then you're, yeah, like you're just like, I am the asshole you think Americans are. Come at me. I feel like if you are an American um, who has traveled internationally, you have at some point let people believe you are Canadian <laughs> to escape hatred. And let me tell you, that, that is more the vibe. Like, that is the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people say, are you from Canada? You sound Canadian. And then you go, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because America yeah. sucks. It's like people internationally <laughs> so, hate us and they have every right to. And that is the lesson. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. And like, hate, you know, like they don't hate the individual. Like they'll be like, wow, Americans are like so nice, but fuck America. Oh, yeah. And when you travel internationally, I mean, fuck yeah, America. Especially right? when like, you're in a place <laughs> that has um, like the, the tip thing where it's included in the bill. Because Americans will just give you extra money because they don't understand the thing about tips being included. So they'll give you twice. Twice yeah. the tips. And, and even when they understand, <laughs> the fucking guilt will push through. Because let me tell you, I have been with people and we've known that we don't need to do the tip. But the fucking American politeness <laughs> overtakes the person and they become extremely anxious until they are able to provide the tip that they want to provide. <laughs> so, yeah. And that is just the like, lesson. And that's the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson. Um, but yeah, once more, so you don't forget, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the first season, the entire first season of Winona Earp. So don't miss out on that if you're interested. Um, and if you're not interested, miss out on it. <laughs> we're going to have a great time regardless. So, like, you're lost. Yeah, we're, we're just here for... For us to party, and if you want to join us, the two people dancing alone, <laughs> join us. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, good advice, interesting film, and we'll be back again in two weeks. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thank <laughs> you.